Welcome to episode 210 of The Amy Ehlers Show. You can find today's show notes at amyehlersshow.com forward slash 210. I'm your host, Amy Ehlers. And as a reminder, The Amy Ehlers Show is especially for ambitious, soulful women that are ready to stop being so darn hard on themselves and really release self-bullying and embrace and wake up to their inner wisdom. So on today's show, we are going to be talking about the death saying goodbye to the perfect girl, really burning up the perfect good good girl. And this show is also known as When I Got Suspended in Eighth Grade. (laughs) So on today's show, we're going to go for it. I'm going to share the true story of my eighth grade suspension and what my mom said after. And truly remembering this story made me do the ugly cry and why pressuring yourself or your children or the children in your life to be perfect is not the answer and how to balance a desire for excellence with the monster of perfection. So are you ready? Let's dive in. Oh, and a reminder to discover more about your own self-care and your own values. Make sure to get a copy of my free guidebook called Sacred Self-Care for Moms. You can grab it over at sacredselfcarebook.com. It's my gift to you, totally free, sacredselfcarebook.com. And yes, I wrote this book especially for moms, but if you're not a mom, you're going to love the book anyway, because you can do the exercises in it to really discover and uncover your values and how to take even more brilliant care of yourself. All right, so are you ready for the true story? Now, this story... I realized the intensity of it the other day. I was actually, this was a few months back, I was at my little sister slash cousin's um, incredible holiday party at the end of last year. And I was standing there with a group of friends and one of my dear friends who I've known for really my whole life, um, really a family friend that I grew up with and another one of my friends that um, we go to this little lake up in Northern California together and we've been going since we were little kids. I actually am, my daughters are the fourth generation of women from my family, girls from my family that have learned to swim in this lake. So I was standing there with these two really good friends of mine in the middle of like a raging, like I mean a raging party and we got into this very deep conversation as I often find myself in because I don't like the small talk, y'all. Like, it's all about the deep conversations for me. That's what I really want to talk to people about. And my friend was sharing how her daughter, who's now in middle school, was going through this time period where her counselor at the school said to her, you know, gosh, you know, she used to be this like really perfect, amazing girl, and now she's blossoming, and she's rebelling a little bit, and it's hard to watch. And my friend, to stick up for her own daughter, said, nope, don't do that. Don't label my daughter as the good girl. Don't label my daughter as the perfect girl. And I was so impressed, and this is why I love this woman so much, is just the absolute stand she was for her daughter to be human and to be a soul that is working things out and discovering who she is and trying on different hats. I mean, this is part of our evolution, especially in middle school and junior high, right? And this story flashback of my eighth grade suspension. And I started to share this story in the middle of this party. And and here's how it went. When I was in sixth grade, I actually had my appendix out. 
in the summer going into sixth grade. And, I, and in our school system here in Northern California, oftentimes in fifth grade, you end, you know, primary schools. It's sometimes called, depending on where you are in the world, grade school. And then you go into sixth grade and you go into middle school. So middle school is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, just to kind of give you the lay of the land. So I was entering into this new school where a whole bunch of grade schools, it was, you know, fed into this middle school. So I was going from a very small grade school, public grade school that I had been at and going into this middle school. And then there I was with this emergency appendectomy, had my appendix out. And so I was starting school I think it was like three or four weeks late, and I was so incredibly nervous. And so I entered into sixth grade three or four weeks late. The groups had already bonded. It was really, really, really hard. And then to top it all off, I became known as the teacher's pet. Like I was the good girl. I was the perfect girl. I was the one getting straight A's. I was the one that my teacher liked the best. I was the one that was running for the class president and getting it. And it was such an interesting thing. And I remember I got teased mercilessly for being stuck up, for being the teacher's pet, for being perfect little Amy. And it was really hard. And so in eighth grade, I had this deep desire to burn up that perfect good girl pattern and to just release. I was so tired of having people think that I was stuck up, that I was conceited, that I thought I was better than everyone else because I didn't think any of those things. I was just incredibly insecure and trying to find my way. And I really think that entering sixth grade late when the groups were already formed and feeling like an outsider and feeling like I didn't belong, I clung to the adults. I clung to getting, you know, being really smart and getting straight A's and being the teacher's pet. And so in eighth grade, I did this terrible, awful thing. And the terrible, awful thing was when our eighth grade calculus, like I was in some advanced class in math, and when the teacher was out of the room, I don't even know what possessed me. I'm sure it was just the desire to sloth and burn up this label that I had had pinned on me. I went up to the chalkboard and I wrote Mr. Cooper, which was our teacher's name, Mr. Cooper sucks the big one on the chalkboard when the teacher was out of the room. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. (laughs) And then this other kid wrote in parentheses, the word parentheses, and then dick parentheses. So this teacher then enters into the room after stepping outside of class for a moment with Mr. Cooper sucks the big one dick on the board. Holy cow. And there I am (laughs) in class and he will not let the class be dismissed. We were the last period of the day until a secret ballot went around that everyone had to fill out to tell on whoever it was that wrote it on the chalkboard. And I just knew I was going to be busted. I was shaken in my boots, right? Regretting it immediately that I had done it. Seeing the look on that teacher's face. I can remember it to this day. Him walking back in the room and being horrified. Feeling so disrespected and dishonored. And feeling like the kids had turned on them. And then the secret ballots went around. And then he said, Amy and the other kid, Casey, you need to stay after class. And so there I was, totally busted of course, breaking down in tears. And then I got sent to the principal's office. And then I got suspended. And as I was waiting in the principal's office, I see my beloved sixth grade homeroom teacher. And she looks at me because she's heard what has happened. And of course, I was totally teacher's pet. I actually 
did all sorts of things for her. We were very close. And she looked at me and she said, whatever happened to perfect Amy? Now, as I'm telling this story and recounting it, right there in the middle of this party, I burst into uncontrollable tears. I actually feel myself getting choked up recounting it to all of you. And it just felt like the death of this label and this identity that I had had for so long that I, the paradox of desperately wanting to keep that perfect image, that perfect good girl image up, and desperately wanting to not have that effing image on me any longer. And I just looked at her and I just sobbed and I felt so terrible, so caught in the middle of who I wanted to be, so caught in the middle of who I didn't want to be anymore, so caught in the middle of wanting to desperately fit in with the kids and also wanting the adults to really like me. And so I went home and I did something crazy. I went home and I decided that my life was not worth living anymore. And in a, an impulsive moment of being in eighth grade, girl with hormones and puberty flowing through her veins, I took seven aspirin thinking that I might end my own life. The thing that really scares me about that is I think about what our kids have access to. Like if I had access to the internet in that moment, I might have looked up how to really do it and actually succeed. Thank God, you know, you take seven aspirin, it's nothing much. But my mom came home and I immediately burst into tears. She was, of course, furious with me with what had happened. And I told her what I had done with the aspirin. And she looked at me and she said, we can fix anything, but we can't fix that. Don't you ever think that your life is not worth living, Amy. And we sat on the couch and she hugged me and I cried. And then she said to me, I'm getting choked up telling you all this. She said to me, Amy, (laughs) you've punished yourself enough. There will be no punishment for this. Because she knew how hard I was being on myself. And now can you imagine why I've dedicated my life to women stopping being so damn hard on themselves? I recounted this story at the party. And like, I literally, ladies and gentlemen, I was bawling my eyes out. I could not. I mean, it was like the ugly cry in the middle of this raging party. I was completely embarrassed. I had no idea telling that story was going to have me break down in that way. And I think it's also because my daughter, Annabella, is going to be going into junior high next year. I have no idea what her middle school journey is going to be, but I know it was incredibly difficult for me. And so all of that fear, all of that desire for her to have an amazing experience instead of a hard experience, all of it right? It's all right there. And so I'm sharing this with you today to A, just share and be vulnerable with a story from my life, but also to remind us of how dangerous and toxic labels are and how we don't need to label our children or ourselves for that matter with any of these labels. We can instead just be a human being that makes mistakes, that screws up, We can be a human being that's perfect and amazing sometimes and a human being that royally messes up sometimes too. After I broke down sobbing and these two friends of mine, thank God, they were so close. They were just like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. And then I went and I talked with my mom and dad about it. I have incredible parents. My mom, Linda, my dad, Russ, they're amazing and incredible family. I'm so blessed in that way. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. And when I recounted the story, I burst into tears and my mom said, I had forgotten all about that. 
you're right. That did happen. My God, I remember. She remembers calling and being on the phone with the doctor to make sure there was nothing she needed to do. Like, did I need to go and get my stomach pumped because I had taken all those aspirin? And they were like, no, everything's fine. But she was like, gosh, I had forgotten about that. And I'm like, you know, that was like a feeble suicide attempt because I was not perfect and not going to be seen as perfect any longer. And we cried together, my mom and dad and I, when I taught, recounted that story to them. It was just a beautiful healing from something that I didn't even know I was carrying, something that was really big. So, beloved one, what's the label that, you're, that you've lab- your ego has labeled you with? Who do you think you are? Right? What are the labels that you are so tired of trying to live up to? And pressuring ourselves to be perfect is not the answer. Because guess what? We're never going to measure up. And if you're a mother or auntie or uncle or father or cherished neighbor to children in your life, remind them that they don't have to be perfect, that perfection is impossible, that it is unattainable by definition, and that it's okay to go for good enough, that it's okay to be human. I know for many of us that have those perfectionist tendencies, this is why in um, Intermingle Reform School, we have the 13 different intermingle archetypes, and one of them is the perfectionist. It is absolutely an intermingle. And the thing about having an inner perfectionist and perfectionist intermingle, if you will, one of the joys of that is that you probably produce things that are really excellent all the time. Awesome. We love that. But there's a point in which excellence becomes the monster of perfection. Where is that tipping point for you? Where does that quest for excellence, that quest for doing a really amazing job in your work, in your life as a parent, as a partner, as a wife, as a girlfriend, as a boyfriend, as a husband, right? Where does that desire for excellence become the monster of perfection? Where is that tipping point for you? And really taking a look at that, because when we have that value for excellence, when we have that value for doing an amazing job, there is that lid of perfection that no longer serves us. So I want you to go for the gold, right? I want you to go for doing amazing work in the world. I want you to go for being an incredible mom and partner and wife and boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever those things are, those roles that you play. But I want you to drop the act of perfection. I want you to drop being the good girl. I want you instead to embrace being human. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Amy Ayler Show. Thanks for, I still feel emotional. My cheeks are red. I'm burning with emotion here. Thank you for letting me share this vulnerable story. As always, I love hearing from you. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. You can always email me at amy at wakeupcallcoaching.com. I'd love to hear from you. And I'd love to hear from you by having you go ahead and pick up your sacred self-care book. You can grab that at sacredselfcarebook.com where I talk even more and lead you through some exercises around your values and around self-care around your values. I think you're going to really enjoy that. That's my gift to you. It's a free guidebook again at sacredselfcarebook.com. And as always, if you've enjoyed the Amy Ayler show, it means the world to me 
to have you subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. It helps other soulful women that are ready to stop self-bullying find the show. And you can always post on my Facebook page as well. And with that, my dear one, I'm sending you off with so much love. Until next time, it's Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach, signing off, reminding you to embrace the messiness and the magic of life. Bye-bye.